as we step into a new year, it's a dangerous time, isn't it? The list, the resolutions, the self-improvements start to come out. You know, the raise you're going to ask your boss for on Monday, the Christmas ham that you're still working off, the run that you're going to go for. I haven't run since 1999. That new career or that study or that dream you're going to chase after. Or maybe you're just going to get a new Dyson vacuum cleaner. Good luck with that. As we step into this new year, with all the things going on around us, all the things that we crave or long for, all the things we're preparing for, the new ways of living, the new additions to our homes and our families and our lives, there are many noble things and many of them are worthy, but yet there's only one that's truly important. And as we look into the start of a new year, I really feel I've got a word on my heart. I really feel that God has put something for us across the world. So whether you're in, in New Zealand, at the beach, you get extra points. Or whether you're somewhere in a hotel room, maybe you're about to go back to work. Maybe you're somewhere in the world and you're sitting down and you're believing for this year to be special. I got a word on my heart for us, wherever we are joined today, especially as everything swirls around us. The more that goes on in our world, the more I realize we don't need a lot of things. What we need is to bring Jesus home. Bring Jesus home. That's the title of my message. Let's pray and then let's get into it. Father God, we thank you for today. We thank you that we can be gathered across the world, gathered to have church at the start of a new year. And I pray that as people uh, watching this and engaging in church, that you would just be with them wherever they are, from the beach to the bedroom to the lounge room, that you would bless them and pour out over them at the start of this new year, 2022. We pray you'd be with us in Jesus' name. Amen. Well, we're going to go to Mark chapter 5. And like I said before, the title of this message is Bring Jesus Home. And there's a great story, one of my favorites, in Mark chapter 5, verse 21. And we're going to read a little bit. Here we go. When Jesus had again crossed over by boat to the other side of the lake, a large crowd gathered around him while he was by the lake. Then one of the synagogue leaders named Jairus came. And when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet and he pleaded earnestly with him. Hear this. My little daughter is dying. Please come and put your hands on her so that she will be healed and live. Jesus went with him. The title of this message again is Bring Jesus Home. Let me give you some background on Jairus here. He's a key leader in Israel. He's a synagogue leader. He's been encouraged to denounce the ministry of Jesus. Jesus has been called a heretic. He's been called a madman by the church. And Jairus has been told to denounce the ministry of Jesus. See, other leaders came at night to talk with Jesus. Nicodemus, he came under the cover of night to talk to Jesus and go, hey, are you for real? But here Jairus is. Let me just give you a picture, team. Here's Jairus and he finds Jesus in the crowd in the middle of the day and he falls at Jesus' feet. I love this picture. I love Jairus because he is desperate to bring Jesus home. Out of all the things we can be desperate for as we look at this new year, all the things on the list and all the to-dos and all the self-improvements and Jairus here gives us a picture of how we are to approach Jesus. At the start of a new year team, 
can I encourage you? Bring Jesus home. And here's Jairus going against what people think he should be. He falls at the feet of Jesus in the dust, in his robes, in his grandeur, being a synagogue leader. And he finds Jesus, falls at his feet, and he pleads with him. Let me read it again. Then one of the synagogue leaders named Jairus came. And when he saw Jesus, he fell at his feet. Bring Jesus home. I love it. He's desperate. He's desperate for Jesus. His daughter is sick, dying on a bed at his home. He doesn't care what people think. He doesn't care what what, what others are saying. He runs and finds Jesus. See, I reckon this is the approach that we must have of Jesus as we step into this new year. Don't go after all the other stuff. Go after Jesus. Look to Him. And, And what does Jairus do? He gets in the dust and he begins to worship Jesus. Now, let me just show you. You know, can I just say something, church? And I felt this strongly on my heart. See, Jesus is not one of your bros. He's not one of your mates. He's not a good luck charm you wheel in and wheel out of our lives. He is the King. See, this is the challenge we have. When we come to Jesus as simply a friend or a servant or a good teacher, we get a friend's reward, a servant's help, or a good teacher's instruction. Yet when we come to Him in honour and worship, when we get down on our knees like Jairus did, we see Him as the coming King, the bright and morning star, the unapproachable light, the captain of the army of the Lord, the rider with the fire in his eyes, the pierced and precious son of God. See, our posture as we bring Jesus home is of honour and awe, worship and wonder. Man, Jairus got it right, I reckon. He, He never... Never treat Jesus just like one of the mates, one of the bros. He is Lord. He is King. And we worship Him and we bow to Him. I love verse 24. It's one of my favorite parts of it. It's real short. It says, so Jesus went with him. I reckon a lot of that was about the way Jairus approached Jesus. Jesus went with him because he worshiped, he honored, he came and said, Jesus, I desperately need you. Bring Jesus home. So they set off. But right in the middle, there's a delay. Right in the middle with a crowd thronging around Jesus, someone else comes, a woman with an issue, touches the garment of Jesus and she's healed. And so as they're on their way to Jairus's home, as Jesus is moving through the crowd, Jesus stops and begins to talk to this woman. And a miracle is birthed. But you imagine Jairus, he's standing off. He's like, Come on, Jesus. Come on, Jesus. We need, we need to go. Right there in the middle, what, what would you be doing? Jairus is just standing there going, come on, Jesus. We haven't got time for this other miracle. We need you to get to my miracle. We need you to come home. What are you doing in the middle when there's a delay? When you're bringing Jesus home, what happens when it's not going quite how you thought it would? See, for our family, I've got three kids and a beautiful wife. And we, at the start of lockdown in 2020, we started doing a family devotion in the morning. Didn't have to drive anywhere, didn't have to commute. So we, we literally started to do this devotion before our work day, like at 
and we did this devotion. And I just thought maybe it's going to end once we get back into the busyness of life. But what we decided to do from that first lockdown back in March 2020, we decided to continue doing it. Even as life ramped up again and it's ebbed and flowed, we just decided that every morning before we go off to school and work, we'd pray with our kids and read a story from the Bible. And we just decided in that moment to bring Jesus home. Not just talk about him on Sunday, not just have him now and then in our world, but we decided to bring Jesus home right then in the midst of uncertainty, right into everything we did. We still do it 18 months, almost two years down the track. And it doesn't make sense at eight o'clock on a Tuesday morning when we're trying to get to the office, trying to get the kids dropped off at kindy and, and, and school. But I tell you what, bringing Jesus into the center of our family as the first thing we do as a family in a day has been the most amazing thing as we really brought Jesus home into everything we do. So what are you doing right now in the midst of that? Verse 35, I wanna just read this, this next part of the story. While Jesus was still speaking, some people came from the house of Jairus, the synagogue leader. Your daughter is dead, they said. Why bother the teacher anymore? Uh-huh, mm-hmm, this is not good news. Those servants are fired. Those servants are gone. Give them a kick. And so right then, Jairus gets the news that it's done. Your daughter's passed. It's done with. But look at what happens when Jesus gets wind of this in verse 36. Overhearing what they said, Jesus told him, don't be afraid, just believe. Whoo! Imagine Jesus staring you in the eyes saying, don't be afraid, just believe. Let me encourage you, and I feel strongly about this. Wherever you find yourself right now, as you're bringing Jesus more into your year, more into your family, more into your business, more into your friendship group, more into your life as you go to school or university, let me just say this, don't be afraid, just believe. No matter what you're facing, no matter what challenges before you, I love it. Jesus is saying, hey, Jairus, block out the other stuff. Look to me, bring me home. Don't be afraid, just believe. I love Jesus here because look what's going on. He's in the middle of a big crowd talking to a woman who's just received her miracle through faith by touching his garment. And Jesus is listening over here. He's fully engaged in this moment, but he's got his ears listening to what's happening over here as the bad news comes. And it's like Jesus just turns. He's, he's, he's ministering to this woman and then bang, he hears the report and he goes, don't be afraid, just believe. I love that. God is interested. He cares for, Jesus is interested and cares for his people. Verse 37, let's read on to see what happens as Jesus and Jairus continue to go in verse 37. He did not let anyone follow him except Peter, James, and John, the brother of James. When they came to the home of the synagogue leader, Jesus saw a commotion with people crying, wailing loudly. He went in and said to them, why all this commotion and wailing? The child is not dead, but asleep. But they laughed at him. Uh, just a point there, team. Don't laugh at Jesus. Not a good idea. After he put them all out, he took the child's father and mother and disciples who were with him, went into where the child was. 
He took her by the hand and said to her, Talitha kum, which means little girl, I say to you, get up. Immediately the girl stood up and began to walk around. We should just stop and take a praise break right there. Put your hands together wherever you are, from the beach to the barbecue. Wow, what a moment, a miracle. Jairus got a miracle. At this, they were completely astonished. He gave strict orders not to let anyone know about this and told them to give her something to eat. Nothing better when you've been sick or been raised up. The next most important thing is to have a feed. But the thing I love about the story team is Jairus went out, found Jesus, fell at his feet and then brought him home. And guess what happened? A miracle took place. His world was forever changed when he brought Jesus home. Can I be honest with you? You don't need another opinion. You don't need another news article. Hello, can I get a witness? You don't need another debate on Facebook. Can someone give me an amen? You don't need another pair of white Nikes. The last one you bought three months ago is still good. You don't need another iPhone cover. You've got 16 already. Some with sparkles. See, when did the trouble of our time and when did the chaos of our world at times become larger than Jesus? My encouragement today is look to Him and bring Jesus home. Bring Him home as we start this new year. Bring Him into every part of your life. Bring Him into every part of your marriage, your friendship group. Bring Him home. See, in 2016, this came alive for our family like we've never had before. We were in Hamilton and we had moved up to Whangarei. We were part of the Arise in, in Hamilton. And then we moved to Whangarei to be part of the Arise team there on staff. And it was an amazing experience as we moved up there. We had a home in Hamilton. And this is where it got real for us. We had a home in Hamilton that we were renting out while we moved to Whangarei. And then we we're going to sell it down the track. And so six months into being in Whangarei, we decided we're going to sell that Hamilton house and we're going all in up north. So we put it on the market. My friend was a real estate agent. And so put it on the market. We're a week out from auction. We've got tenants still in there. Week out from auction. And it's the market's going well. And we're like, we're going to be millionaires. We weren't, but it was going to go so good. A week out from auction, we're on a flight to Wellington and we land and we get all these missed calls start popping up. I'm like, what's going on? What's going on here? Finally, our real estate agent friend calls and says, hey, Joe, uh, are you sitting down? Now, when anyone ever says, are you sitting down, they're either unexpectedly pregnant or some bad news is coming. Can I get an amen? It's generally not good news. And so, he, he says, are you sitting down? And I said, what's going on, man? Just give it to us. He said, hey, well, this morning at 6 a.m., the undefender squad um, broke into your home and discovered uh, methamphetamine manufacturing and also uh, the growing of drugs in the basement of your home. Your tenants have been arrested. The council has basically quarantined or shut off your home. No one's allowed to enter it and the police are gonna call you. And in a moment, 
our world was rocked. In a moment, we really found out who we were and whose we were. And so we straight away started to go, okay, what does this mean? What, what, what's happening? What, what do we do next? And so we decided, started to go to solutions and what can we do to fix this problem? And so I would begin traveling every day off from Whangarei to uh, Hamilton. I would, we were ripping up carpet. Once we could get back into the house, the, the tenants were arrested and we got the house back and we started to renovate. We had to strip um, wallpaper. We had to take off jib. We had to, honestly, even thinking back, it was horrendous, but we did it in our own strength. We were working hard to fix this problem, changing everything. We had chemical guys come in and treat the house. We were trying to get it back up to sell again, each week losing more and more money on our home. Never really sure if this was going to turn around. The rental agency wasn't coming to the party. They were not interested in helping. And so it was falling to us. And then one night back in Whangarei, Jess and I are praying and we're like, man, I get an email from Pastor John. And he just started to tell us and remind us of all the things that God has said about us, called us to. He started to remind us that we were called by God. And he started to just speak over our lives. Jess and I looked at each other and wow, what amazing timing. We started to pray and in that moment, we, we literally handed it. I mean, we should have done this right at the start. I get it. Well, we should have handed this over to him earlier. But in that moment, we decided not to do it any longer in our own strength. We gave it to Jesus and we said, Jesus, we need to bring you into this. We need to bring you home. And I tell you what, we began to pray. Jess got a strategy. It's my wife for, for what we're going to do. Went back to the, the rental agency and a long story short, is we got an absolute miracle. They came to the party and paid tens of thousands of dollars of, of pay for us uh, from the cost we'd incurred and set the house back up ready in better order to be sold. It was a miracle moment. We literally brought Jesus into our home, into our room, into our lives in a greater way and God came through. Can I encourage you, whatever you are facing, whatever you are going through, Bring Jesus home. Don't struggle on your own. Don't try and work it out in your own thing. Bring Jesus home. See, the Bible is full of men and women who brought Jesus home and their worlds changed. Zacchaeus was up a tree and brought Jesus home. He repented of his sins, turned and gave his life to, to, to God and gave his wealth back to the community in Luke 19. Cornelius welcomed in the preaching of Jesus to his home. And the Spirit of God came through Peter and his whole family was saved. They were, they, were, they were set free and baptized and the Holy Spirit came. The Lord appeared and was welcomed by Abraham. Sarah, his wife, was promised a child. And guess what? The miracle came through in Genesis 18. The Son of Man walked in the fire with the three men in Babylon. They were not burned because of the closeness to the Son of God in Daniel 3. The power of God shook the prison and broke the chains as Paul and Silas praised God and sung hymns, Acts 16. Mary and Martha's brother Lazarus was raised from the dead when Jesus came close and came home. Before we look any further at the start of this year, we must look to Jesus. Before we start putting plans in place, we must look to Jesus and Him alone. Where is He in your life right now? Is He 
in everything, in your family, in your world, in your marriage, in your friendships? Is He? Because team, at the start of this year, I've got one thing to say to you. Bring Jesus home. Bring Jesus home. You know, I wanna pray for you right now. I wanna pray for those who are desperate or hungry to bring Jesus home, to bring Jesus in to the midst of their world, into everything, both good and challenging, that's going on. So if you're believing for more, if you're asking Jesus for more, if you're wanting to bring Jesus home, wherever you are right now, would you just close your eyes? I wanna pray over you right now. God, I just pray right now, wherever people are watching this service from today, at the start of this new year, you, God, know the challenges we face, the opportunities we face. And God, right now, there are many people across the world that are lifting their hands, whether they're sitting, standing at a cafe, at the beach or at home, and they're asking you, Jesus, to come home. So Lord, we pray, would you come into the midst of their situations, come into the midst of their circumstances and come into everything and every part of their life. We pray a mighty blessing over them in Jesus' mighty name. Amen.